0: this is Trust South podcast we're back everybody today we've got a guest on here and his name is cody cornwell he lives up in kentucky and we talked to him about shooting a velvet buck that he got last year and it was a toad of a buck um just a stud i think he was like 150 inches and he was a nine pointer um just a giant deer um Y'all will see the picture on Facebook. If you if you got to this episode from our Facebook page, then you saw the picture. But this is um, it's a pretty good story about how he killed it. And we talk about that. And Aside from the deer that he killed last year, we talk about just all kind of other stuff. We talk about rain and um, talk about, you know, the acorn crops he's getting up there. And then we just, after that, we go into talking about just all kind of other hunting stuff just hunting stories and just good talks with good folks so hope y'all enjoy
1: all right everybody we're back with another episode i'm your host ryan great house this is episode number 39 i believe and uh one thing I want to say before I introduce my guest here, I got him on here already, but um I was going to say that it's officially a year that we've been doing this podcast, and uh it's actually been a little more than a year. We started it, I want to say, our first episode was like June, about the first week of June last year, and I am... uh Extremely grateful, and um, I'm I'm just I'm amazed that it's made it this far, and um, I'm glad everybody at least there's a few folks out there that's still listening to it, and it makes me just want to keep on doing it. So I'm I'm glad y'all are at least getting something out of it, and uh, and actually the guest we got today, um, it made me think of that because he actually does a podcast with. A friend of mine his name's rob michon and his one year anniversary of podcasting just come up so and i was thinking about cody uh a few week a few days ago and tried to get it wanted to get him on here and talk and uh so it's cody cornwell man what's up oh not much man how's it going man it's going i'm uh just getting ready man i'm i'm fired up for for deer season um oh yeah i can't wait i got uh like i was telling you before we actually started going live with it that i i went and uh checked out one of my spots and uh had a couple of bucks on there it's the first time i checked the camera which i i really wasn't planning on going in there to check the camera i just went in there to uh Put a,
2: kill some time yeah <laughs> really yeah
1: and I, I wanted to go out there and put me a mineral block out and uh but this this spot like i hadn't i've always tried to put minerals there and they never they never took a hold you know they never did like the deer wouldn't yeah. ever mess with them and then they just kind of fizzle out you know because it was kind of the place ain't but like 20 acres and it's and it's yeah. a, basically just a big old creek Running right through the middle of it. So, pretty yeah. much the majority of the property is mostly sand. And, uh,
2: yeah, oh, yeah. it just that, that makes yeah, it I just had never – I think, I think with minerals, uh, I don't, I mean, I ain't 100% certainly. This is my theory on it, but I think a lot to do with minerals is just the ground, what the content of the ground, right? Because you may have. You know something, there You get a lot of rain or something. The ground just may not absorb it good, right? And it washes off. Because I've I've noticed I've had spots before, like like literally, I had a mineral site. I started one. It was right in this like a low like a low gap. We call them or a saddle on a ridge here. And uh, man, like the minerals just molded right on top Mm of the ground. Nothing ever ever touched them yep and i didn't know i thought maybe i just you know got them out late or something but i literally moved the next year moved the minerals 30 yards from the other one in the same funnel and deer were smashing them and i actually killed a a big a you know a big mainframe just well, I mean. he was just a big seven point he he had a, he was missing a brow just a big, tall, wide rack seven in velvet. That that next year off those minerals, mm. right there. So I think it has a lot to do with the ground. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think so too. I mean, it, it, if it ain't if it ain't enough solid soil, I think it just ain't got just ain't got enough there for it to grab a hold and stay in there, you know. And um, yep. yep. that's kind of been the deal with this place. But today I found a, which I've been thinking about it and. I knew I was like next time I put some out I'm gonna put it right there in that spot and it it looked super nice like it was just perfect like I'm talking about like some clay you'd see up there like some dirt you'd see up there in the midwest like I mean just okay. solid black I mean it was Yeah it was nice like I it's a spot it's about four I'd say maybe it's probably about 6 Real big mature white oaks, um, yep. right on right on this little knob on the edge of a pasture, and right beside those white oaks is the creek, and it's just a perfect okay. it's just a perfect spot, and them deer oh, man yes.
2: sounds good man
1: them deer like they, I mean they're like a magnet to them white oaks once it gets September and October, and uh, oh
2: yeah. yeah, so that's why... that's what. If- we, we haven't had really a good, uh, a good acorn crop in the last few years, which so just some, in some spots, like some years they'll be high on the ridge and some years they'll be low, you know, and when yeah. it's not, when they're not in both places, the squirrels just cut them out, man, and get them and everything, every critter in the woods is getting them, turkeys are lapping them up and squirrels, coons, everything, and it's just hard. I just that's when I I mostly just focus on just just travel corridors during the rut, yeah. Mostly, you know, or or velvet season. You know, I've been real. I've been fortunate enough to be real successful in velvet season. So, you know, I, I normally do that in Kentucky. I'll hunt early, and then I'm normally done till about mid October, and I start I go over to Ohio and hunt public land over there awesome
1: yeah yep. yeah this and that that's kind of I, I will say well actually we'll get we'll get back on that in a minute we need i want to do our uh i want to do our rapid fire we, we're starting to dive already dive into this but <laughs> 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 let's uh let's do our rapid fire i mean you've listened to the podcast you know you know what the deal is yeah. with the rapid fire so um we'll just go ahead and do that here we go
0: okay
1: uh
2: one celebrity you that you would love to hunt with one celebrity that i would love to hunt with i would probably say like hunting uh, celebrity hunting celebrity let's see man probably will primos for me
1: yeah that'd be mine too
2: i might have to say will uh i've met will a few times in uh at nashville at nwtf yeah and he's just a great guy man just i mean he'll sit there and talk and just and make you feel just i mean just make you feel like you're part of them you know what i mean he just he's a really really great guy and he's done a lot of stuff for the industry and and stuff and i got a lot of respect for him oh yeah Oh will he's he's a good dude and uh oh yeah
1: He'll talk to anybody. I've met him before too up there at the N W T F and he he'll he'll set everybody else aside, just at least he'll at least try to speak with you for at least a minute while he's got you oh, know yeah. all them folks trying to grab a hook to him and stuff. Yeah,
2: the last time I went, uh we had a uh we had a uh, uh let's see, uh they is when they brought out that new Gobbler uh Gen two vest and the green leaf mm-hmm. and I bought it there and i was the first one in uh my buddy has a a booth over had a booth there and i got in you know early before they let everybody else in i was in walking around with all the vendors before they opened and i went over and was looking at the vest and i went ahead and b- bought one before it all got started And i felt a hand touch my back and it was Will, and we just started talking about you know everything we mostly talked about ducks there for a while but, yeah, I like a Will. only thing I regret is not getting him to sign my vest.
1: Oh, For yeah. God, I
2: meant to, and it just slipped my mind. Well, he'll be there. Well, you'll be able to get him to do it next year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I said I'm going to have to bring a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stick it in there or wear Yeah.
1: It. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the next one. Favorite biscuit.
2: Favorite biscuit? Yes, sir. Oh, that's have to be just a buttermilk. Oh, yeah. Just a big cat head buttermilk biscuit, man. Mm. Gosh, it's great. Mm. Yeah, just,
1: just, I mean, all our listeners, they know. They they probably, (laughs) I probably hadn't, uh, I don't think I've done a podcast where I didn't
2: ask what somebody's favorite
1: biscuit was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you another one, too. My wife makes them homemade. And she uses sour cream and Seven Up, huh. and I'm telling you, you would think it was a buttermilk biscuit. I'm telling you, man,
1: that's
2: unbelievable, well,
1: man. I have to try that out. I'm
2: telling you,
1: it's <laughs> good. All right, here's the next one. Um, the better superhero, Superman or Batman?
2: Uh, I'm gonna have to say Superman. Mm, all right. So I, I'm more, I think I'm more of a Batman guy just cause Batman.
1: Yeah. Just because the way I look at it, Batman is like, like he ain't got no special powers.
2: No, he's just an average, right. he's
1: just a, a rich, but guy. he, but he can, <laughs> he can just about hold his own against Superman. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, we got two more here. If you could choose one, which would you rather have—more money or more time? Oh, I'm gonna
2: have to go with more time.
1: All right. Yeah. I, I, I kind of. It's kind of like a catch twenty-two to me because if you got more time, you can make more money. But if you got more money, you can probably, you probably got all <laughs> the time that you need.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a it's a difficult one.
1: Yeah. But. All right. Um. Now this last one, you
2: hang on one second,
1: y'all. My dogs is outside. I got to let them in. Come on. All right. Next one is. Uh, do y'all got? Do y'all have like a? I know you hunt up there in Ohio. Um, yeah. Is there? Do they have those Casey's uh, restaurant? Those Casey's uh, stores up there? like convenience no
2: stores? no hmm. okay no i haven't seen them
1: all right yeah because it's like it's basically like a, a a convenience store chain that's like up in the midwest and stuff i don't know if they had them in ohio but uh
2: okay Nah, not the part and the part i'm at i haven't noticed okay now it's really rural too where i'm at so it's a lot of just like little family-owned convenience stores you know yeah well i think they
1: got those the casey's stores casey's general stores more like in iowa and missouri and stuff but uh, okay yeah i asked that because they got phenomenal they got like donuts and coffee and all that stuff and it's like phenomenal but uh oh yeah, yeah. well with that since you ain't got a casey's what uh and you know going out there going hunting all the time you're always stopping at a store somewhere to get you something to drink or a snack or something like that. Um yep. what's your favorite convenience store item?
2: Oh, my favorite I, man, I'll tell you what, Red Bull and and beef jerky. All right,
1: yeah. I'm 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 down with,
2: <laughs> that's what I live. I'm down on with the man. Red Bull <laughs> too. I I <laughs>
1: I, I got to have my red bull it's it's, it's too tempting every time i go in a store
2: <laughs> yeah 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 a red a red bull and one of the jack's length sasquatch sticks heck yeah man <laughs> all right
1: well i guess we'll uh i think people got an idea what kind of guy you are now so uh, <laughs>
2: there
1: we <go. clears throat> we'll get into talking some deer um and uh actually we'll get back on what you was talking about you was talking about uh Before we get on to our main topic, you was talking about, uh, you know, y'all hadn't had many acorns. Yep. And I wonder, um, like, what kind? Have y'all kind of been struggling for rain the past
2: few years? Or no, man. This this is uh, last year. Last year hasn't been as bad as this year. Excuse me, but this year, man, it. It literally, like, it was, it just came a shower on my way home. Like, it has literally rained at least three to four days a week since April. Here. Mm. We've had some, a lot of high water situations and just, yeah, man, it's been, it's been wet. That was, that was the problem with turkey season this year, man. I used, I normally, I normally don't take a lot of time for turkeys uh, because, i mean i I can normally get it done in the weekends you know and and then i got my boys got baseball i I coach baseball and stuff, so i normally normally get it done on the weekends, but man, every weekend this year it rained except for opening day and uh yeah, it's just been wet man it was been it was been really wet it was the same way
1: here uh this past turkey season for us. It every single weekend. Friday, Saturday and Sunday. It rained every weekend turkey yep. season. Which yep. is kinda... We
2: just got in, in between the showers and I mean I I didn't tag out this year. It was the first year in a long time that I haven't tagged out. But I I, I got to double with a good friend of mine opening day and uh it was it was really fun. I, I bought one of the uh, Stevens uh the uh, three hundred one oh, four tens. Oh yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to get my hands on one before season, and uh, yeah, we doubled. Uh, we doubled open the morning. And just and it's funny because we didn't. I didn't even know the second bird was there. I mean, we seen him in the field strutting, but we hadn't seen him for a while. Just the one broke and come down the fence row, and uh, Jimmy shot first, and I was sitting with him. And I just grabbed him by the shoulder, you know, telling him good job, and here that other bird came out of nowhere. He run probably 50 yards and piled right on top of him. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I like it when they do that. They come in and they jump on that one you done shot. That's pretty fun. That's, that's fun oh, stuff oh. right there. Oh yeah,
2: and you can about do anything at that point. You can. Move. Oh yeah, can, I believe you could do jumping jacks before you shot. Oh them. yeah,
1: they ain't got care in the world at that. They so they so in, in zoned in man. They ain't, they don't even know what's going on.
2: I know it is unreal. And then i I went out to tag. I went to try to tag out, and went out for a, an evening hunt. And literally, parked my truck, shut my truck door, and two gobbled on the neighboring property, probably a hundred yards from me. Just hammered, and I couldn't hunt them. You know, they, I didn't have permission to be there, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Man!" I was sitting there trying to think if I could just sit here by the truck somewhere, and maybe call them up, but they wouldn't cross. It was like a woven wire fence, so I knew they was not going to cross it. Yeah. So I walked. I walked like I walked across the the driveway, the access road into the place. And it's like a little field right there. And I walked to the edge of the field and made a call and one gobbled just under me, just down in the woods. And I set up and I called that thing right in, man, on on a string, coming right to me. Beat on his head and mm. shot and he jumped straight in the air and flew off, man. I don't know, I missed I don't know if I just didn't collect myself good and take a good beat or what, but I missed him bigger than crap man i don't know how <laughs> i don't know how but yeah that's, but that was my tag out bird man <laughs> I that, missed him.
1: that sucks right there it, it, it hurts oh, yeah, to but, miss them
2: it hurts but if you ain't missed a turkey you ain't shot at me that's anymore. right that's right <laughs> that's what i say um
1: yeah it well speaking of uh speaking of rain i know see i don't know i, I don't know if I've always thought the more the better rain you get during the summer you you know, you should have more acres. Um Yeah, yeah. And I know Well we
2: Yeah, go I, ahead.
1: I tell you like we we ain't had a shortage of rain at all for shoot, maybe the last four or five years and uh I mean we've yeah. we've been I mean, it has been like so many acres. I mean it's just That's it's good. almost it's almost bad because there's too many
2: acres. But yeah, well, I notice. I mean, I know I talked to a lot of people that say they got good acorn crops and stuff, but the places I, my properties, I just haven't been finding them that much. And I don't know if maybe a blight or something's got in there and killed some, or as I noticed, something had killed a lot of the persimmon trees on one property. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I've hunted those persimmons for years. <clears> and, <throat> And just and they're all dead now. It changed everything. So Yeah. Uh so I don't know. Maybe a blight's coming there and maybe maybe got in, and killed the trees. I don't know. Just haven't noticed them dying yet. I ain't sure. But I notice I just not haven't seen a whole lot of acorns. Not a lot. That's,
1: yeah, that's it's kinda odd that you Yeah. Especially since she said y'all were getting rain. I mean, man, I tell you what, Oh, though. yeah. I,
2: well, we may have it. We may have a spectacular acorn, acorn crop this year. I just, you know, I don't know. We we'll just have to, I'll, you know, just have to see. Yeah, I,
1: I know. Gosh, it was. I think it was like our last week of turkey season. I think. And uh, there might have been two weeks left, but it rained. It rained one night, and it flooded. It we got like. I think we ended up getting like eight inches of rain in one night.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: that's yeah, it's all it, yeah. That's when <laughs> that's that's the rain you don't want. <laughs>
2: no, no. You it was you know you don't want. That.
1: Uh, and I'm scared to think how many turkeys we lost because of that.
2: But I know, it, man. It's it's bad. Well, I I you said turkeys there. I've noticed I I come around the curve. Around the curve, there coming home from work, and a a property I hunt is a is a field and an old abandoned house right there in the curve. The uh, nobody lives there. It's just and there's always birds there, you know, in the spring and stuff. And I do a lot of hunting there. I seen a I noticed a hen here by herself with no bitties. with no bitties. and uh, I was thinking, man, that ain't good at all. <clears throat> and then then I seen. I don't know. It was a couple of days later. I seen a hen cross the road in front of me, and she had one bitty with her. So I don't hmm. know. It's kind of got me. It's kind of got me worried. You know that maybe the the rains killed a lot of them. Yeah,
0: man. Maybe
2: because it's been very wet.
1: Yeah, it it's same here. So I guess all we can do is hope it. Hope they made it. I mean. Yeah, no, it's it's tough for it's tough for baby baby turkey to make it when it rains that much but um i know it but one good thing about rain it should help the it should help the bucks grow this summer they say the more rain you get
2: should be better growing but um yeah um yeah i'm 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 ready if i can find the time i'm we're in baseball real big right now my boys on the all-stars and we just played in the district championship last night and got beat, man. We was doing we was we rolled through that tournament, man, beating everybody and uh and then just couldn't pull it together in the championship. Dang. But we got we got state coming up uh July fifth. We're gonna go down and play in the state tournament. And then after that we're just gonna do some travel ball, hit some tournaments this summer. So it's gonna be busy, busy, busy all summer
1: awesome well i mean good thing is you can uh put your cameras out and let them sit there and marinate while you while you run around (laughs) doing (laughs) baseball
2: yep yep that's true i'm hoping it's done before the first week of end of september that way i can get out and hunt but if not i'm always going you know i'm gonna just put my time in with my boy and you know, play some baseball and then uh, you know just get ready for the rut. Yeah. You know, and hunt later. Yeah. Um, now this,
1: I guess the main topic of this podcast is going to be kind of about um, a buck you shot last year. Um.
2: Yeah. And uh, which you shot that deer in Ohio, right? Uh, what? I killed two. I killed a. I killed a. Uh, Your first one. The my big, first one i killed i killed him in kentucky
1: the big uh, velvet
2: buck. Him, I, yep i killed him opening weekend uh, september the second okay yep or the third maybe second or the third i killed him uh on a sunday evening it was the second day of season
0: oh okay um
2: well yeah if you can kind of i guess go into detail about
1: that like what all you know what was the story okay. with that deer and Yeah,
2: well, I got this this property a few years ago and a property that I, you know, drove by my whole life and uh, never hunted it, and uh, I was kind of struggling on normal properties to find a shooter that year, you know, a few years ago, and it was getting down to the wire, you know, August was rolling around, we had another month, you know, we had just one month before season, and so I just... Was coming by there one evening. I noticed three, I mean beautiful, you know one 130, 140 class deer standing in the bottom. I mm-hmm. uh, I'm sitting there looking binoculars and you know I was like, all right, I'm gonna ask him if I can hunt. I ain't never, you know. Well, I pull in, talk to him. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, come. He's like hunt all you want. He said you. He said you can sit on the back porch and hunt them. He said they come through the yard all the time. I, you know, just you know how the old farmers and stuff yeah. are. And uh, you know, I was talking to him, and so I went in and where I seen them in the field. There's like a creek on the backside, and it goes up into some hardwoods up in behind the field. So I I, I figured because they was back next to the tree line, toward the creek. So I figured they was coming off there. I didn't figure they was crossing the road and coming in, so I went in there and found me some good trails and stuff coming, coming down in there, and I put me some minerals and I, this is where it was late and stuff. They was already slowing up on minerals. I just throwed a, a bag of corn out right there with it, something you know to, cause I don't I don't spend a lot of money on on trail cameras, you know, so they ain't really got they didn't have you know what I mean good trigger speed so I wanted to put something in front of the camera, you know, to stop right. them so I could get some good right. pictures. And lo and behold, all all three of them deer I got on camera the first card pull. So I just started, you know, I noticed this one deer. He was probably he was the biggest. He was around one forty and I was like, all right, I'm gonna hunt that deer. I'm gonna see what happens. Well there's another one loafing with him. And he was a, he was a narrow deer. He wasn't very wide, but he had really, really heavy bases. He was kind of palmated right there in his beams. And just, he had one side that was kind of, it was weaker than the other, but he was a really nice buck. So I told myself I was going to let him kind of go and maybe try to get him next year and, and hunt that big one. Well, I go in that first year and, uh, I never did see the the big one. And the other the, the other deer I was seeing about, he came in right at last light, man, and my blood was pumping. I was excited. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot this deer. And I shot him and stuff and the next year I was I told myself I wasn't shooting a deer in Kentucky unless I shot the big eight. And uh I'd sit there all winter just kinda figuring where that deer you know, where he was at. So I moved on down and moved into another area where I thought he was coming. And the first card pull, I had him on camera, but he was a nine point. And I named him Hoss is what I could. I I sat there and tried to come up with a cool name and I just couldn't <laughs> do it. So, so I was like, I, he, and my buddy's like, I showed him a picture. He's like, man, that is a hoss of a deer. And so that's where he got his name Hoss yeah. at. And uh, I went in, man, and hunted the first day and just didn't, didn't do it. You know, didn't, I seen a couple bucks, but I didn't see him. And I'm a first set guy. If I don't do good on the first set, I'm kind of doubting my spot, you know, because almost all of my deer, nice bucks have been killed on first sets. So, uh, I went in the next day, went to church. Well, I went to church Sunday morning and, uh, it was given, it was a hurricane, big hurricane front. With just the hurricane that hit last year and uh, down south. And we've got a lot of fronts and storms off that hurricane. And I was watching the radar like, man, I ain't going to be a hunt this evening. It's going to storm. And the last minute, I went ahead and drove out there. And the last minute, I just decided I was going to hunt. And it ended up being a nice even. And, uh, man, it, just right before dark, here he come. He come. He come right in, man, and he was. My buddy had let me borrow an Ozonics. I'd never used one, but I just. I was wanting. I. Was, I was just wanting any, any kind of security I could think. I was wanting anything I could think I thought might help me. I was wanting to use it to kill us deer, and. Uh, man, it. I don't know. He come in and he was trying to catch, get my winds while he's doing. He was working around behind me. He was circling the mineral site. And I got a shot at him thirty yards when he went when he was trying to get around me, and I had a lighted knock. And man, the shot looked beautiful. Called all my buddies; they was all pumped, you know, and they was wanting to see me get the deer, you know, as bad as I did. We meet up, and I found my arrow. Man, my arrow! I didn't have a drop of blood at all on that arrow. All I had was hair, and like a clear. Like the arrow was wet, but it was like a clear, filmy stuff, like membrane or something. I don't know what Mm. it was. I was, but I was, man. You talk about making you sick. Cause this deer, I figured this deer to be around one forty-five, one forty-eight, somewhere in there, nine point. Mm -hmm. So we go and meet up, and I'm showing my buddies the arrow, and my one buddy Derek, he's like, I think you lunged him. I said lunged him i was like that thing should be covered in blood he said i'd say he said that arrow zipped through him so quick when it punctured lungs it's just kind of cleaned the arrow hit that air pocket them lungs and just kind of maybe cleaned the arrow off i was like well i hope you're right so we go out and we're grid man we i mean we go 60 yards in the direction 70 yards in the direction i seen him run and no blood nowhere there's like five of us all gridded out we're gridding walking the hillside looking for blood and right when we was about to hang it up my buddy Derek found blood and man we tracked blood that looked like you poured it out of a bucket for probably 500 yards mm. we was killed and we ended up stumbling onto him man and found him and uh man you talk about pump pumped he ended up scoring 152 inches he was a nine point and he had like, he had like 25, 26 inch beams, 10, 11 inch tines. He had over 45 inches of mass, mm. you know, about an 18 inch spread. And I mean, just a beautiful deer, man, Be- beautiful deer. Yeah, that's one thing we got. We're blessed in Kentucky to have that velvet season. Cause man, them early deer, them early season deer, they're still on food. And then bucks are in them bachelor groups, and if you can find a shooter and get in this area, you know, find where they're feeding, and just get in there, man. Odds odds are, odds are you're gonna get a chance. Yeah, the,
1: the, I'd say the,
2: the odds are definitely in your favor. Oh um, yeah, if you gave me any time to hunt deer, it would be at early September season. Yeah, it's just
1: now. It's awesome. I don't know if anybody out there knows. A whole lot about scoring deer, but 150 inch
2: nine pointer, yeah, (laughs) that's that's a giant, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, you think he had a two inch time that made him a nine point, you know, so he was 150 inch, yeah, that's
1: that's um, yeah, it takes it takes a lot for eight pointer to be 150 inches.
2: Oh, yeah, he was a, man, he was a stud, he was, he just, I went into tears, man, you know, because that was the first buck I'd actually had some history with, you know, and and actually set my sights on that that was the deer I was killing, you know, Right. and and, uh, yeah, man, it was just, it was, you know, I've killed several nice bucks, but, but that one was special yeah and uh, I can, and to top it off i went to i went to ohio november ninth first set in an area i'd never been and killed a hundred and forty two inch eight point on public man oh yeah it was my best year it was great Oh, yeah if you if you told me i
1: was gonna kill two eight pointers that went over one forty i would i'd take that every year yeah
2: oh for sure for sure and i'm not i'm not a guy that gets hung up on score i i go out there and i hunt and i shoot whatever i want to shoot i don't hunt or try to shoot what pleases everybody else i enjoy being out there but but i i do i do like to challenge myself and try to say you know what i don't want to shoot i'm gonna try not to shoot nothing under 130 you know yeah and challenge myself and stuff. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm the type of guy, though, 125, 130, that deer's getting shot oh, yeah. all day long. I don't care where it's ain't at. no doubt. Yeah. No, because a lot of people don't realize how big a deer it takes to score 125. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people scoring deer on social media. They're like, oh, that deer's 130. I mean, that deer, and the deer may be, he's lucky if he's 110. Right. You know? And a lot of people don't realize it, you know. A lot of people don't realize what it takes. I mean, Pope and Young, one twenty-five. Pope and Young, it's it's a record book class for a reason, right. you know.
1: It's um, yeah. Well, see that that for me, I, for me, I like hunting them big deer because not a, not because of their size, but because I like that. The challenge. That, I like getting that history with him, and I like trying to yeah. see if I can figure him out. To me, that's what's the most oh, yeah. fun about it. And that, then, yeah,
2: it's a it's a game of chess. Yeah. It ain't checkers, you know. It's chess him with a big button. him being
1: big. That's just kind of like you know the cherry on it's top. Um, yeah, but of course, to be able to find the deer, that's what's the word I'm looking for. I would. To find a deer with the size that's worthy enough to, I won't even say size, I'll say age, because let's be honest, they ain't going to be 140, 150 inches if they ain't old enough.
2: Exactly. Exactly. To me,
1: that's what gets me is being able to try to figure out a deer that's five years old or six years old that's been living in the woods this whole, you know, for the past six years. When, if you can figure him out, to me, that's what, like, ain't nothing. To me, that's the most fun about it. It's, you know. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, that's part of it. I, I mean, I, I want to shoot mature bucks. <clears throat> and like you said, I mean, if you're shooting 140s, you're shooting a mature deer. I, especially here, you, there, there ain't deer around here that's reaching 140. And, you know, and just being two year olds, three year olds. You know, you, you shoot a one forty where I'm at. That's a four, four and a half year old deal. Yeah. You might
1: you, you might know? have some one thirties,
2: one forties and I Yeah, I mean it's I mean shoot, I had a phone call right there. Oh, you good? You man? good? Okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's just uh you know it's it's nice but I don't I don't have the luxury of being able to lease, food plot, you know, and I mean, if you've ever been to where I'm at, food plot, man, you, you really got to have some, some touch, some top notch property to be able to find the areas to food plot. Cause it's, it's, we're right in the Appalachian mountains. Oh yeah. So it's just deep, it's hilly, nasty, deep, steep rock cliffs and big, yeah. big oak timber hills and ridges. And, you but know, the bottoms, uh, your big yeah. bottoms
1: is probably, I mean, they super probably thick and nasty. Yeah,
2: and then you know, oh, and yeah. what fields we got, you know, like farmers farm hay and and stuff, and you know, it's not a whole lot of a big uh, crop <clears throat> farming here. Just most your crop farming here is just, you know, the individual wanting to raise crops to can or or just to eat on. You know, we we don't have a lot of big commercial crop farms or anything it's just the way that the way the terrain is and you know you get a lot of coal coal companies that's got strip you know above ground or or i mean like mountaintop strip mines you know where they've done the surface mining and stuff and you can get they reclaim all that so i mean Mm -hmm. if you can get on one of those and hunt you know you can do good they plant a lot of clover and and stuff but it's just, you know, so I, I don't have the time to really go and the luxury to be able to go out and age every deer I have, you know, and I just go out and hunt, enjoy myself, and I and I try to shoot the most mature and the biggest deer I have, but sometimes it don't work out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I tell you, I know, I mean, it's, it's the same as down here, I mean, I think I think at least the area of Georgia that I'm in is pretty pretty close to what y'all got up there in Kentucky. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you you probably got to go a little further north of me to get like for it to be exactly how y'all's pl- y'all are up there. But yeah. But pretty much where I'm at, you know, I'm like I'm all the way down, you know, right beside Alabama. Okay. And I'm about. I'm about halfway down the state of Georgia. So right there in the middle, if you were to draw a line in the Southern part of Georgia, I mean, that's mostly going to be cow pastures and you get a little yep. further South. It turns into like farm, but like, like, uh, cotton fields and, uh, peanut, peanuts yep. and peaches and stuff like that. And, uh, cotton. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but about where I'm at and north it kinda turns into just super thick hard woods and pines and hilly and
2: So oh, you got yeah.
1: I mean, but I'm right there in the middle, so I kinda I kinda get the best of both worlds, but okay. more it's probably more thick than it is yeah.
2: Open. It's well, like here I'm kinda in the I'm in a good area. I mean, in Kentucky where I hunt it's it's like that everywhere just big steep hills and ridges and stuff but i can cross the river and i can be in i live in the tri-state area so i can be in west virginia in about 15 20 minutes and i can be in ohio within about 35 minutes yeah so, you know I, I do a lot so that's what i like about ohio i hunt you know i hunt uh i hunt adams county some and It's got Adams County. I mean, if y'all have ever heard of the Amish buck, that's the county it was killed in. And uh, it's about an hour, 30-minute drive for me. But I'm telling you, man, it's just a lot of crops, soybean, corn, you know, and them deer up there. It's just, it's it's a different world. It really is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, see, where I'm at, we just don't have the, we don't have that kind of, Food. I mean yeah but in a way we do because
2: there's so much timber. oh yeah well it's like those uh it amazes me too you watch those uh seek one production boys in Atlanta oh they yeah hunt, hunt those suburb deer my gosh they killed. Mm-hmm. they got some giants right there in Atlanta I'm telling yeah. you yeah
1: well I mean I think them deer there I mean they which I mean them suburbs like People count me, which it's pretty much like any other suburb you'd see anywhere in the country. Um, I mean, yeah, you, it's in a it's in a subdivision, but if you most of the time, if in them subdivisions, if they've got property like the, where their house is, the property that they own, they probably got them a backyard and stuff like that. But if they got any woods on their property, it's usually pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah,
2: I've watched their videos. It's, yeah, they hunt a lot of thick stuff, which that's. I'm a bed area guy. <clears throat> when I when I go to hunt the rut and stuff, I'm a, I'll, 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 i like to get aggressive. I like to get close to the beds because these them seeing a lot of mature deer. You know, very far. Uh, you kill you kill a five six year old buck, especially on public land he ain't more than a hundred yards from his bedroom. I mean, when you're Mm -hmm. killing him, they're, they're just, you know, they, they're not, they're pressured a lot. They're nocturnal, you know, and, and they're just not getting up in a lot of, in daylight hours a lot, you know? So I like to get in those bedrooms. I like to get on the downwind side of bed areas and stuff like that. And, you know, transition deer is a, is an animal of edge, you know, that, I mean, you anywhere you got a transition from like a like a field to hardwoods, or you know, or a big thick thick creek bottom or something that transitions into open hardwoods. There's there's gonna be you're gonna find rubs and you're gonna find scrapes in those transitions, mm-hmm. and that's what I like to do. I like to hunt those transitions from bedding to food or you know just or if you can find like a saddle, like any kind of funnel in those transitions is, you know, normally you'll, you'll find those bucks cruising, those areas looking for does and making signs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You, you talk about that,
1: you know, in big mature deer. They're not far. Um, I shot a deer last year, buck last year. He, I don't know if he's my best buck. Um, He's probably right there, maybe top two or top three as far as rack size.
2: Yeah. But
1: he was just a big, old seven-pointer. And mm-hmm. uh, he's six and a half years old. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, which I didn't. It don't matter what they I, got yeah. on their
2: head when they're that old.
1: Yeah, which I, at the time, I didn't know how old he was. I knew he was a old deer because he was – I mean, he just had a tank of a body. I mean, he, that deer, I never fished, I never really weighed him, um, but on the hoof, like, not field dressed, he had to weigh, he had to weigh every bit of 200, at least 200, maybe 220.
2: Oh, yeah, that's and, a big deer. I
1: mean, for especially for down here, I mean, down yep. here, your average weight field dressed is gonna be one hundred pounds, one hundred twenty pounds. Yeah. Um, aside from that deer, the biggest, the biggest body deer I'd ever killed, field dressed one hundred forty pounds. So that kind of gives you an idea <laughs> uh, yeah. of how big. Uh,
2: yep. Yep. I know what you mean. I, I <clears> killed <throat> one. I killed one. Let's see, two thousand sixteen. I will. Uh, I was hunting some new public in Ohio and I just recently got into some hunting creek bottoms, you know, just hunting thick creek bottoms. I noticed in that area I was hunting that a lot of people didn't hunt them. They was going, you know, they was hunting the hardwoods and all that. So, and it was thick. It just looked like a place a mature buck would live. Mm -hmm. I went in there and hung a stand and it was the next day we had a, we had a you know a red moon, and uh, we had a good front that was getting ready to come in. So, I was like, I'm gonna go get in a stand. I went and got in there. I didn't have a camera up or anything. It was on public. I went there first set, and right before dark, man, I had I could just see beams, and this joker come down through air thirty yards, and he was tending a scrape, and I shot him. And uh, I actually. I didn't realize he was quartered to me as much as he was with the lighting situation. It was kind of was starting to get dark. So I shot him just like I would a perfectly broadside deer, double lung. Well, where he was quartered to me, I got more liver than I did lung. And it was the next morning before I ended up getting the deer. We give him like three hours and went in and jumped him that night. So we heard him. He did, And he let us get within 15 yards of him when he jumped out of the thicket so i knew he was hurt bad and uh so we we heard him run about 60 70 yards and stopped so we just backed out and went back the next morning and he was laying right where we heard him stop but he had a 30 inch neck mm. we put a tape on he on he, he had his neck was 30 inches his neck he had a 30 inch neck uh, he was an eight-point, and he had been busted up. I didn't know at the time, but he was missing a brow tine. Uh, one of the tip of his main beam was busted off. He had some tine gouges in his neck and his ears and around his face where he'd been fighting, and he was just a tank of a deer. And my buddy was like, man, we, he's like, well, you've got to have this deer age. He's like, this is a, an old deer. And when I took him to the taxidermist and he skinned the head out and stuff, he gave me the jawbone and I took it to a biologist here, local. And he told me after six and a half, the technique they use with the teeth, you know, cause of the excessive tooth wear. After six and a half, it's hard for them to tell you a distinct age because mm-hmm. the teeth are worse bad. But he told me that deer was at least six and a half. He said, he said if he was betting, he would probably linger more towards seven, seven and a half years old. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, to kill that deer on public land, think of all the hunters he's outsmarted. Mm-hmm. Mm. And just, you know, and he might, you know, and he probably scored, he ended up scoring as a seven point. And he ended up scoring around, I think, like 123, 124 as a seven point. Mm. And man, he was just, but he was just big but i mean it took i'm a pretty good sized boy i'm about six foot i'll go about 240 and uh my buddy that was with me he's he's probably 6'1 probably goes probably 300 and it like to killed both of us dragging that sucker out of there and he was gutted yeah so man it was well, he i don't i never did wayne but i if he he was probably right at that 300 mark Mm-hmm
1: Yeah, that that deer I shot, luckily, I shot him, and, I mean, of course, I shot him in some of the thickest, nastiest stuff that you could find, and, uh... Oh, yeah, that sucks for blood trails. Which I didn't, luckily, I didn't have to trail him, he dropped, it was more, it was really, I just had to find him in the thick stuff, I knew he was dead, because he just dropped, and, uh there wouldn't have been no blood trailing him because that would have been impossible. It was just too thick. <laughs> but, oh yeah. But luckily he just dropped and it took us a minute. Like I had to keep, you know, turning back and trying to reference back to the stand. Like, okay, he was here at my stand. He should be, he, like it took us about 20 minutes. And finally, oh, we it's finally... a whole
2: different, it's a whole different world when you, when you get out of the stand and on the ground, oh, yeah. everything's
1: completely different. Yeah. Especially when it's that thick. I mean, it was, I mean, it, it I got I got pictures of that deer. Uh, I think the first time I got pictures of him, which I didn't have a history like a big history with him, um, I got pictures of him October first, I think. And uh, yeah. like as soon as I got a picture of him, I was like, "Whoa!" I said, "That's a that's a stud right there." And uh, yeah. I mean, just had a. That's always a good thing. I mean, already, you know, you could already tell his neck was swole up. He was, I said, yeah, that's, I said, I want to shoot him. And, uh, yeah. I got pictures of him a few nights, maybe four, maybe five nights. Um, basically every other night, got pictures of him always at the same time, like right at dark. I think it was around. Oh, yeah. I want to say that was at that time of year. That was about eight o'clock in the evening. So I'm si- I, I was thinking I'm like, man, I just don't know where he's coming from. Like I don't know, like I ain't got no daylight pictures of him. I just don't know where he's at, and he only shows up right at eight o'clock, and then he he's gone. And uh yeah, but luckily we we already had an old ladder stand hung up in a spot where we knew we knew was a bedding area. It's it was overlooking the creek on this place that I'm hunting, which I was talking about at the very beginning of the podcast. And uh creek's right in front of the stand. You I mean literally like ten yards in front of the stand and it's overlooking to the other side of the creek and but that spot right there is a neighbor's property. Yep. And it's in a low spot. So it's actually really, it's almost, it's almost like a swamp and, uh, but it was a neighbor's property, but we put the stand there and we, we talked with the neighbor and, you know, he knows we hunt there and he said, you know, if you see a deer over there, you know, you can shoot him. It doesn't matter. You know, go ahead. And, uh, so we've hung the stand and, uh, it's been there for a couple of years and it's been a decent stand. And I was hunting it one evening, and I, I guess I just got lucky enough for the stand to already be there. And it just so happened, his bed was right in front of that stand. And, oh, um, yeah, nice. I was sitting there one evening, and I'd looked at my, you know, I'd been seeing some deer. I'd hunted there like two or three evenings in a row and I saw I was looking at the uh the jury's deer cast app you know and it was saying great oh yeah moon was perfect it was getting you know temperatures was right and I was seeing some deer I saw some bucks and then on the last night it was October 22nd um, I was sitting there oh, it's a good time and he just appeared <laughs> I, I, think I mean because it was so thick, you you just about can't see the deer. You got to be you got to be on P's and Q's when you're looking because if you don't, they just disappear. And um, oh yeah, he, I guess he just kind of just stood up out of his bed right then when I seen him because I seen something move, and as soon as I saw it move, I was like, that's a deer, and I was hunting with my rifle. So as soon as I seen something move, I said that's a deer. So I grabbed my gun, put my scope up, and it was him. And oh, yeah. uh, I couldn't get it. I was running my camera. I couldn't get it on camera
2: because I was in a rush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I know <clears> the feeling. I've done that on my Ohio deer. He popped in so quick chasing the doe. I couldn't even have time to turn the camera around. Man, I,
1: and I wished I could have. I, I wished I would had somebody with me because I know. that deer, man, as soon as he stood up, which he was a seven-pointer, and his, his right, his right side it it was pretty noticeable because it kind of went straight out. it didn't like go out and curve like it normally does his his right side kind of went up and then straight out and oh, yeah. uh i won't I won't never forget like as soon as I put my gun up, I said, all right, that's him I said that's that deer and I was just like amazed that he was there because i wasn't expecting him to be there and
2: that's always when it happens when you least expect it that's normally when it happens and it was
1: it was just so cool i wished i'd had somebody running the camera for me because when i saw him i was sitting there looking at him and he was facing directly away from me and it took him a while like because i think he had just got out of his bed and i was trying man i had the camera and i was trying it was so thick I was trying to put the camera on him, and I couldn't find him in the camera, man. And I I was just like, man, I don't know what to do. uh, (laughs) But it was so cool, man, because I put my gun back on him. I was sitting there staring at him through the scope, and a bird flew down and landed on one of his antlers. (laughs) And the bird was just sitting there on his antler. Like looking down there at him, like they was talking to each other, and they, they just just—it cool. was, man, it was amazing. And uh, I wished I could have got that on camera. And
2: yeah, that would have been cool. But he,
1: he finally, he finally turned, and I was able to shoot him. But, but luckily, when he hit the ground, or where he dropped at, I mean, it was real thick, nasty, kind of swampy. I mean, he was basically where he was at. When we were standing there, it was ankle-deep water.
2: And, oh, uh, yeah. I like swamps. Swamps are – swamps, a lot of people overlook them. Oh, yeah. They don't want to go in and deal with yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nasty. And But luckily, we was able to – because see where the stand was, the stand was on the edge of the pasture. And right there at the edge of the pasture is the creek. So we were able to drive the truck. To right there, we only oh, that's so nice. we only had to drag him a hundred yards and get him across the creek. If if a
2: oh that's nice if, if we would've had
1: if we wouldn't have been able to pull the truck down there, I don't know if we'd have got him out.
2: He, <laughs> oh, he was that heavy. I've been in those. I've been in those situations. We had to drag mine through a, that Ohio Darrow's team route earlier. I had to drag him through a, that creek bottom. It was swampy. And, uh, it was like an old dry creek bed that come up in there and they, some old swamp ponds in there. And it's kind of like that creek beds kind of like an overflow. Like if you get a lot of rain, those swamps, those ponds, they'll kind of dump into that creek bed and wash into the creek. Mm -hmm. So I was using that creek bed as access to get in and out of my stand because it was so thick and, uh, Man, those trees were just like stacked close together, and little trees in them creek bottoms, man. it was we fought ourselves, trying to drag him. We had to drag him probably three hundred yards, mm. and it like killed us. We had a sled, we took a sled with us, but you couldn't use it because of the trees. It was so many trees yeah. and and then dead trees and stuff that was laying, and had the grass was all over them but but I hunted that where that deer died. I looked at it and it looked really good. I was like, wow. I was like, next year I'm going to get a little closer into here. So the next year I went in and got pictures of a 10 point, beautiful 10 point 140 class. And I got in there on him. I seen him one morning. I took Halloween, is like I have never killed a deer in late October. But i but i see more shooter and mature deer on their feet and i always see them every year in late october but i've never been able to kill one halloween like i said halloween is my favorite day to be in the tree i've never killed a deer on halloween but it is my favorite day i just love Mm -hmm. it it's just the the atmosphere you know the weather's changing it's just it's just something about halloween and uh I took off work that day, and I went in that morning. I'd hung the stand a week before, never been in it. Took off work Halloween, got in the tree, and I seen four different bucks before noon Mm. cruising. Nothing, this is on public, you know, nothing, nothing big, you know, just, you know, small kind of basket rack deer. And I seen a doe come out from behind me. She come in, I, I got her on camera. She was probably, I don't know, she wasn't 15 yards, walked right by me, and I noticed she had black mud on her hip going down her leg. So I was thinking, she's bedding back in there in that swamp. Yeah. So I started looking back in there where she come from. I caught a glimpse of tines just skirting the edge of those ponds in that creek bottom. Well, I moved my stand I grunted and grunted, never could get the deer to even look. And after a while, I figured he was kind of moseyed on out of there, had enough time to get away from me. I just jumped down and pulled my stand and took it back there and hung it and climbed back in it that evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you talk about feeling pumped. I just knowed I was going to get a shot at this deer when he worked his way back in the bed, mm-hmm. you know, that evening. Nothing, didn't see nothing. I, I laid in there and hunted that deer the rest of the year. And uh, the last day before their <coughs> shotgun season came in, as I'm normally transitioned over to duck hunting around Thanksgiving, I'm done deer hunting. I'll start duck hunt season comes in Thanksgiving. And that's like a tradition for us. We we duck hunt Thanksgiving morning, go do all the family Thanksgiving stuff. And, you know, just, you know so I'm done deer hunting by then. It's my last day. I go in that morning, get in a stand, And it's just right at that time where you can barely see the ground. You know, you can't really see good, but you can kind of start to see stuff. And I heard water. I heard water just sloshing. And I was like, what? I was like, is that a deer? I couldn't tell. And uh, I thought it might have been a beaver or something. Well, I heard after the water, I heard brush cracking on my side. I was like, all right, that's a deer. And I grabbed my bow, and it was him. He walked within twenty yards of my tree. And when I got my bow up, I couldn't see my pen. It was my pen hadn't been able to collect enough light for me to see it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, man. So from now, so now what I do ever on my way to hunt of the mornings when I'm going to get in early, I take a flashlight and shine it on my on my fiber optic on my sights. And let that light shine on the whole time I'm driving to my spot. That way, in case one comes in early like that, yeah, you know when you can you can see. I could see the deer. I could see his body. I could see his rack. It was him, plain as day. But I couldn't see my pen, man. And uh, but what he was doing? That deer was bedding. There's like a little marshy island in that biggest pond, and he was bedding on that island. Hmm. is where he was bedded and uh you know i was like you gotta be kidding me there's no trees to hang a stand in on it it's just nothing but just cattails and just you know like uh what do you call them like uh what what they call it those trees that's on the uh elm yeah like little little tiny elm trees and stuff just nothing nothing to hang in to hunt so but yeah, I about sealed the deal with him right there, but I hunted the rest of the day. I said all day, to dark and never did see him. Yeah. Man. It was tough, but I, I did get pictures of him again this, this past season, and he's actually, he's a, he's a mainframe 10. He's got a kicker off his G2 uh, this year, but I got one picture of him October 26th, and that was the last time I seen him. I didn't get any more pictures of him and stuff, but you know we'll hit it this year and see what happens. Yeah, he never know he might come back. Oh yeah, he'll be he'll be <clears throat> a giant. He was he was one he was one thirties the year i I seen him when he come through the water on me uh, last year. He's in the one forty, so this year he should be in the one fifty range. Now what? What day was that when that that time you said you saw him and you couldn't
1: see your pins? No, it was the
2: the day before Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, that, might, yep. might be a good idea to try to that last week of November. Try to hunt in that same stand. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a stand in there, and I'm gonna hunt my other spots. I'm gonna stay out there till then. I'm gonna see what happens. But but like I said, I I seen him Halloween. Halloween, ten o'clock in the morning. I just wasn't in there, so I'm just I'm just gonna try to play it by ear and just kind of see what the weather's doing and just hunt the fronts, you know, and and see what happens. But I've I've got another spot I'm kind of eager to see over there. You know, I had a lot of action. I'd I'd put a camera out November the first. I ended up just going in for a hanging hunt with a climber on some public when I killed that 140, And, uh, so I was, I'd already killed my, I'd already used my tag. Cause only we we're one buck States, Ohio and Kentucky mm-hmm. one buck States. You can shoot one buck. And, uh, so it was November 18th. I went and pulled that camera off the public. I wanted to get it before the gun season came in. And, uh, Man, it was just unbelievable how many daylight pictures I had of different bucks, nice bucks too, cruising through right where I had that camera. So I've got that in mind. I've got the dates and the the weather and the moon and all that logged. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping to go do this year. I'm gonna go in there and hunt that spot.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. I
1: know my. I don't know. I mean, this year for me. I'm right now i don't really have i won't say i have a target but i'm in my main place that i'm gonna hunt this year it's only that that same place it's like 20 acres and uh but i'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen with it because last year i had last year was a really good year on that place i saw Man, I, I especially on my cameras I got pictures of bucks. I mean, I had more bucks than I did does. Um oh, yeah. I think I think I don't think I got a picture of a doe until like the middle of November.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> I mean
1: it was just buck after buck <laughs> after buck and uh
2: That's good. There was
1: there was at least three or four in there that I was I wasn't going to shoot, but I'm, you know, it was like, man, he's going to be a good one next yeah. year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I kind of wish I could put a stand right over the top of where I shot that big, big old seven pointer. Um, yeah. It's the neighbor's property, but I mean, like I said, he, he's told us if we see a deer over there, we shoot it. But I, I haven't asked him if we could put one there, but I mean, I'm sure he would, I'm sure he'd let us, but Oh, I really? don't.
2: Well, it's a thing getting in and out of that's it. That's right. Like I don't even know
1: if it. Would be, if I could, if I could put a stand there, and I could figure out a way to get in and out of it, man.
2: Well, what I would do if I planned on doing that now, I would probably go in and cut me a a little path, yeah. just something, and clean the trail good. <laughs> something you can slip in, quiet, you know. Do it now, right that way. You know, because if you try to do something like that during season, you're probably going to push deer out. Yeah,
1: because see, I mean, you can hunt it and see and see all of that, but you got to do it with a rifle. You can't. Yeah, I want. I'd love to be able to get in there and shoot one with a bow, but it just oh, the way yeah. it's, the way that our stands, I uh, stand.
2: It ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't gun hunt. I have nothing against it. I don't have i mean if you want to hunt with a Sherman tank and it's legal go for it <laughs> I, you know what yeah. I mean I'm all for it I'm all for all hunt whatever gets anybody out there hunting buying license tags contributing to conservation I'm for it, but me personally i i bow hunt that's all i do i don't I don't take a gun i' i wear my orange in gun season and I'm in the stand with a bow that's just that's the way I prefer it but I've got a spot, too, in Kentucky. I'm going to put some cameras out. Uh, I've been late with my minerals on it. I'm going to get some out this weekend. Uh, we don't have no baseball this weekend. We're kind of resting between district, the district championship and state. So I'm going to go uh, put some minerals out. It's uh, seven acres, and it's inside city limits. And... Uh, I got permission from an elderly lady there in town. She gave me uh, uh, some dough, like some damage control tags mm-hmm. to fill because the deer's just uh, eating her flowers everything. And I I didn't go in there till December last year, and I shot three does within five minutes of being in the tree. Like, they just, one after the other. They was just unbelievable. I mean, I seen 20, 25 deer see you know just unreal the amount of deer that was on that seven acres you know it's just one little woodlot right there there's like a it was like a subdivision that backs up to it it just I mean it was just it was, I was way out of my element I can tell you that I was sitting in the stand watching people out there barbecuing yeah. <laughs> you know it was just like whoa you know it's just but it was just amazing the deer I'd seen so I know with all the, the does and, and the younger deer, i seen there's got to be some some bucks in there. So, I'm going to go in there and see what I can get on camera this year. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe there'll be one in there. Um, oh, yeah. I don't see why there yep. wouldn't be. Oh, no, no. They're there. It's it's something. I talked to the game warden about it. Cause I didn't know if you had to have any for me. I'd never hunted city limits. So, I, you know, I had to... Uh, i i want I'll talk to the game warden kind of see what was going on and he said they prefer people because kentucky you it's legal you can you can shoot deer over corn right feeders you can shoot deer over bait and uh i mean i don't have nothing against it i've shot you know i mean i've i've shot deer over them before and it whatever helps your chances and it's legal do it take advantage of it don't you know, don't let people on social media. Oh, well, he shot that on a corn pile. You know, if it's that easy, you do it. You know, in my in my opinion, in my opinion,
1: a pile of corn or a pile of apples or whatever you want to throw on the ground, it, it ain't oh, it yeah. ain't no different than having a food plot out there.
2: No, it ain't. it's the same it thing. Ain't. I mean, to me, I mean, you're you're hunting the food that you put out there for yeah. them. You know, it's but. I, i love the apples man i love i love the deer love them but man this early season if you hunt over apples you better be ready because the bees will take you out <laughs> i'm telling you I go check my camera and you gotta fight the yellow jack that's right or, you know i'll tell you something <laughs> else man i, I don't so they like i them. don't
1: know i don't know you gotta you got any y'all got any tractor supplies up
2: there Oh yeah, yeah. Tractor Supply and Royal King.
1: Man, I tell you what, I don't know. I can't remember what the name brand of it is, but the uh, the berry block. Oh man, them blocks. Man, dude,
2: that's uh, hey, hey, uh, I know the secret. They, hey, <laughs> they uh they work. Well, they, they got if the coons don't roll them off. Yeah. we have the coons will roll oh, them yeah. off on us. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> see, our tractor supply they don't carry the the berry one, the berry flavored, but they got the the regular just the plain one it's the wildlife crunch or it's yeah. just called the wildlife block is all it's called something but yeah i tell you what if, if any of y'all out there wanting to put something out there in front of your camera and you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on corn because we all know deer they'll they'll yeah. annihilate a bag of corn in a couple of days oh but yeah them blocks man them things are the ticket because they cost, like, yeah, they're they cost like 12 bucks or something like that, and they'll last way longer than a bag
2: of corn will. Yeah, they'll last about, uh, I'm getting about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, close to two weeks out of mine, yeah. and uh, a 50-pound bag of corn's gone in three days. Oh, yeah, days.
1: that's the way it is here, which, I mean, I I put out one of them blocks the other day on this on my spot, and... They ate that sun gun down like it was gone in like yeah.
2: five days. A lot of times I'll pack a, I'll pack the berry block in and like a backpack. I'll put it in a backpack, mm-hmm. and then I'll throw a 50-pound bag of corn over my shoulder and pack it in, and I'll set the block down, and I'll just pour the corn all around yeah. it and over top of it. Yeah. So, you know, and that kind of helps it. You know, I can normally go two and a half weeks before I have to put anything else yeah. out kind of buys you some time because you go to packing corn where i'm at in this terrain yeah you earned it i'm telling yeah. you you've earned it you work you work a lot harder than the guy that goes out and just hangs a stand and, and hunts sign you know i would
1: say you work is probably a little bit harder than somebody's got a food plot <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you actually yeah. spending more money on corn than you are food plot
2: yeah yeah, you ain't you ain't put as much time in it as they are, but you're definitely working harder. Yeah, and spending more money. No. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, because it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's $10 a week. Oh, you know? yeah, which, I mean, I know. That's why I normally don't. I let my minerals run until about mid-July, and then I'll start putting corn out in this early season is normally what I do. Yeah. I- And uh, i tell you something, it works good too, man. A lot of people, I don't, I haven't heard anybody using it, but I used it one year, but if it gets wet, they won't touch it. So you got to kind of watch the weather, but uh, just that horse and mule, that sweet feet. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. The deer tear it up. It's got all that protein pellets and corn and sunflower seeds and all that mixed in with molasses and stuff. Yeah, Man, they tear it up. Mm -hmm. Yep. They do. I know well, it's like like my
1: spot. That spot I got, um, we're actually coming up on time here. We'll we'll go ahead and get ready to start wrapping it up. But uh, I was going to say that spot I got, I went in, which it was about a week ago, week and a half ago now. I went in there because, I mean, it's so thick, man. Like the way that place is, it's a big old pasture. Then you got the creek. And on the other side of it, it ain't nothing but just a big old thick, nasty bottom. And uh, we always hunt in the, I mean, the deer, they come out in the pasture, but we don't really hunt it much because they don't come out in the pasture much. Because it's a small piece and the the guy that owns the property, his house is in the pasture. So, I mean, the deer still come out there. They don't. Oh, they don't yeah, care man. nothing about his house. Yeah. But
2: I don't worry about that <clears throat> stuff yeah, either.
1: But we see more deer in the woods. And so it, it but it's a big old creek. So it's really hard yeah. to get anything in there if you want to plant a food plot yeah. or anything like that. So what I did, uh, which we had never tried it before because for that main reason, but also the creek it tends to flood a lot and uh especially since especially all this rain we've been getting like it, it ain't it ain't hard for it to flood the creek and if it floods nah. like if it floods there ain't no point in me even going over there and hunting um yeah but that's one reason we ain't never put a food plot in the woods right there but i tried it because of, yeah, yeah but I wanted to try it because I know it could be really good for the deer. And so the yeah. other day I went in there, you can't get no tractor over there. So I yeah. just took my weed eater and it's thick. I mean, it's grassy I mean, it's growed up. So I yeah. took my weed eater and I just weed-eated me out a big old spot. And I I weeded it down as far as I could do it, all the way down to oh, the dirt. Yeah. And. uh yeah. I took me. I got me some of that uh, throwing grow. Throwing and grow, and uh, yep. I just threw it out. You know, basically, just did it to see what it would do, see if it's going to grow, and it's coming up pretty decent. So I think it might be. It, it's going to, at the least. It's going to be a little bit of a kill plot. So.
2: Yeah, um, I got you. I don't know. That's pretty. Yeah, that's that's something with the throw and grow. It really helps a lot of people like us that don't have a lot of chances there are areas to food plot you know it i've not used it but i mean i've heard people using it and they like they seem to like it and i don't i don't
1: necessarily think you have to use throw and grow but i mean i've got and i but see i got me some more um i got some stuff it's called mega plot or something like that i think and um, but it's just straight seed like it ain't Mm -hmm. it ain't like one of them mixture bags like throw and grow yeah and, uh, yeah, but man. I'm going to try it like once, which I don't know how long this that throw and grow stuff. I mean, it comes up, I think what's in it, it's like clover and, um,
2: oats and yeah. some other stuff, but. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Stuff like, yeah. I, that's what I, like I said, I, I use the supplemental feeding in Kentucky during the early season. I use it. It's effective. It works. I mean, that's, I think last year made five years in a row four 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 or five years in a row that i've i've shot a poking young class deer opening weekend a season Man, you can't beat that and uh no i mean just and all of them but last year's was killed the first day yeah and uh you know just i mean but now when i go to ohio and hunt public i don't feed i i just go in and hunt sign and hunt funnels and just, you know, and get on deer and hunt, which I, I hunted Ohio a lot growing up, but I'd got away from it for a long time, and I just got back into it a few years ago, and first year I killed, I killed that big seven, I told you, the big old mature deer, and I missed one the year before last, a beautiful big eight point, and missed him, and then I killed that big eight point last year, so so we'll see what happens. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it all works out. And plant shapes up to be a to be a good season. yeah! We'll you, see man. what happens. I'm pumped. I'm I'm getting ready. Slowly starting to get ready. I'm just you know baseballs, but the travel ball man's firing up. It's getting ready to get hectic. So heck yeah, he's about to go hit some boys. About to go yeah. hit some dingers, ain't he? Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, son. Hey, I i enjoy i enjoy the baseball though was watching my boy play baseball as I do hunting. it's it's just a blast it was a it i it sucked man watching them lose uh, last night in the district championship, but it just you know it was hard it was a hard loss see they deserved it, but they just but they just didn't finish man they got beat, yeah well, sounds like they may they may go back. Oh yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be all right. We're gonna go down state, make some noise, and see what happens, and we're gonna hit the bluegrass games in Lexington there after state. And a lot of good competition down there, but we have a blast. It's fun. Uh, he's eight. He's eight. They're in the eight U uh, All Star team, so it's fun, man. It's fun to watch them play and do good, you know, and and stuff. But it, it killed. <laughs> It's so funny to watch them though just the how I guess it's just the maturity level they got but they just they beat themselves a lot of time you know they haven't learned to really believe in themselves yet Yeah I don't think they realize how good they are you right. know Right
1: yeah yeah
2: And but it's fun man it's a blast I've, I always loved baseball and was into it a lot you know played it all my whole life and it's, it's you know I'd forgot you know how much I did love it, and until my boys started playing, and then it just reminded me. And I have as much fun doing that as I do hunting. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I mean,
1: I, I guess uh, let everybody know, like, yeah, y'all still, you're still doing stuff with uh Rob with hunting out loud, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, oh
2: yeah. Just, uh, I guess, I let everybody
1: it. know, you know, kind of what they. If y'all got anything in the works and all that good stuff, I guess.
2: Yeah, well I haven't I haven't talked to Rob. It's been a few weeks since I've talked to Rob. I've just been so busy, uh but I don't I don't think Rob's been doing a lot of podcasts right now. I think Rob's doing all his work for the early velvet season right now. I think he's getting all that worked up and then I'd say once he gets all of his spots prepped and cameras out then then I'd say Rob, we're gonna start rolling with some podcasts. So it will be looking for that. Hunting out loud. Uh Rob Marshawn, uh Alex said I I kinda, you know, started off with him going, but you know, Rob's Rob's doing his thing with it, man, you know, I didn't I I don't wanna you know, I don't really wanna buddy in a lot with it. I want him to do his thing, you know. So I just come on and 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 talk hunting with him, you know, when I get the time and stuff, but just uh go follow like and follow his page uh we do he does some giveaways through the season i think uh he gave away a sick hunting uh, a hunting suit yeah last year. yeah I saw that done a sicka giveaway and you know give away hats and decals and stuff like that and uh it's just you know a lot of good stuff coming up man rob's really done uh, rob's done some good things with that with the podcast man he's very informational, I mean Rob's old school, he knows his stuff man he's i mean and Rob's not real technical, Rob's blunt, I don't know i'm a, i mean, I know you've been on the podcast and you've talked to Rob yeah Rob's, yeah, Rob's a great guy, and he Rob calls it like he sees it, he don't sugarcoat anything, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's good though, yeah i mean and and I mean listen to rob and and take i mean the things he says you know. You listen to it, it's very informational and Rob knows what he's talking about. I mean he's got the he's got the resume to back him up, man. Rob Rob always kills good deer and and stuff and and he's 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 just he's a great guy, great great podcast to listen to. If you get the chance, go check it out. Hunting out loud. Good stuff. All right, Cody man. Well I sure
1: appreciate you coming on, man. Uh it was good talking with yeah, you.
2: man. Yeah, anytime, man. I had a blast.
1: Awesome, man. Well, thanks, Cody.
2: Hey, thank you.